Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. This is the Rusk Report, a program that takes an inside look at Western New York with news, features, and special guests. Now, here's your host, Brian Rusk. Welcome to the Rusk Report on the Bet 1520. We have an author with us today. The book is Greek Games, and it is available in paperback and Kindle. The author is Jeffrey Zeplowitz, and I think he's a wonderful man, former Amherst Town Clerk, and he was Chief of Staff when I was an Erie County Legislator 20 years ago. Tell you a little bit about Jeffrey Zeplowitz. He was born and raised in Amherst, New York. He attended Williamsville South High School and graduated from the State University of New York College at Buffalo with a Bachelor of Arts degree in history. Jeffrey also took classes through the University of Connecticut's Public Policy Department. Jeffrey Zeplowitz has worked as a legislative aide in the Erie County Legislature and in the New York State Assembly for over 22 years. He also previously served as Vice President of National Survey Research Group, and he's our guest today. He comes from a fine family. His father is a renowned pollster, and his mother, uh, Penny, was a councilwoman in the town of Amherst. Um, let's uh, first talk about what is Greek Games all about, Jeffrey Zeplowitz. Thank you so much for having me on your show here today, Brian. I uh, very much appreciate it. So, uh, Greek Games is a fine novel that's set in the town of Amherst, uh, city of Buffalo, and across um, western New York. Uh, it, it takes place in the 1980s, and it also goes back to the past to uh, during the war, uh, wartime visits of uh, Poland and Sweden. Um, and it's, uh, it's my first book, and it, I had been working on it for about three or four years, and this uh, couple months ago, I had it published, and uh, I've been uh, out running since. Very good. Well, let's learn a little bit more about the plot in Greek games, and, uh, and also tell us where people, how people can buy this book. Sure. So, basically, the... Uh, the book starts off with a uh, unidentified ID request that goes to a uh, police station, um, or I should say, originated from a police station, but goes through the uh, the antique uh, 
basically the way they used to do utilize the computers uh, back in the 80s. They used to have uh, roll tape and very um, rudimentary um, systems back then. So a request comes from this police department with these two ID searches, and the first one hits the, the DMV, the National um, Driver's uh, Motor Vehicle um, Data Bank, and it says basically no query found for this ID search. But then uh, a few minutes later, the, the Army sergeant who's manning this particular post in the Pentagon, uh, down in the basement of the Pentagon, where they have different uh, stations, different offices for the different uh, branches of the service, uh, this same ID request uh, hits the secret Pentagon computer called Ozark. And what happens there, these ID requests then come up with a name. And basically from there, this charger reports the, this information to his superiors and all these different spy services from around the world uh, fly to Washington for a secret meeting in the Pentagon to discuss what and why and how, uh, who these fingerprints belong to, why this happened, and... Uh, so we're dealing with uh, uh, individuals from the FBI, from the National Security Agency, um, a gentleman who flies from Bonn, uh, West Germany, who's with the West German um, investigation unit there, their, in their exterior uh, spy service, basically. And then they have a meeting and devise a plan on trying to figure out what's going on. Eventually, we learned that these fingerprints belong to Nazi war criminals. Now, there's another character uh, in this plot, and that's uh, a woman named Leah Greenberg, and her codename is Cyclops, and she is an agent of the Israeli spy service Mossad. And the Mossad comes upon this information as well and sends her out along with the field team to investigate to figure out what's going on as well. Now, we have... Basically, we have a spy thriller, but we also have uh, a side story of a uh, college student goes to school in a small college in the city of Buffalo. He belongs to a fraternity. Um, and during that time, we learn about his fraternity. There's a love interest that he has. And that's another one of our characters. The West German agent, um, Joseph Gerber, he is another one of our main characters. And then we learn as we go back uh, to the 1940s to um, wartime Germany and wartime Poland, we uh, come up with another character named Franz Waldman, who is a member of the uh, SS, and we learn a little about, about him. Eventually, at the end, all these characters and the plot kind of all come together, and we learn exactly uh, what's going on with these fingerprints, and we, you know, the reader will figure out what great games itself actually means. Now, if somebody wants to buy this in either paperback or Kindle, how can they do that, Jeffrey Zeppelitz? Uh, any interested uh, reader can go to Amazon and type in Greek games um, or type in Greek games, Jeffrey Zeppelitz, and then the book title should come up and they can order a paperback, which is for $10, or there's an Amazon Kindle for $1.95. I am working to... Uh, get these books into the uh, a few libraries here in the town of Amherst. My mother, when she was on the town board, was very instrumental in 
building up the libraries here in the town of Amherst. So I wanted to donate a few copies to the library. I'm also working on trying to get uh, some copies at Bush State and uh, an area bookstore here as well. So, uh, but for right now, the, the reader can uh, go to Amazon or Amazon Kindle and, and look up the title from there. Very good. Now let's talk about the uh, uh, one of the uh, people who is mentioned in the book uh, tells the story of Benjamin Benny Cohen, a college student and member of a co-ed fraternity located at a small college in Buffalo. Let's talk about the character of Benny Cohen in the book Greek Games, author Jeffrey Zeppelitz. So Benjamin Cohen, or Benny Cohen as he's known by his friends and family, uh, is, a, is a younger college student. He goes and dorms at this college in Buffalo. Uh, he's also the member of a co-ed fraternity, which is something that actually existed back in the 80s and 90s. His fraternity is called Alpha Omega Zeta. And during the, the time that the book takes place, he's also the uh, prime minister or the pledge master of, of the fraternity at this time. So he is the one who's in charge of the pledge class. Now, the story of him, it, it, it goes off in a separate direction, but as I said before, uh, everything kind of meets up in the end. We, we kind of understand his role in this. But for, for the readers starting to read, we really get an in-depth uh, view uh, about him, about his family, about a potential love interest, uh, somebody he meets at college and his, his things start to take off with them. Um, we learn about the uh, pledging process and how that all works in the fraternity, especially in this one that's a COVID fraternity. Uh, there's different rules that apply. Uh, this fraternity adheres to the to the law, the anti-hazing law that New York State has, and uh, adheres to it truly and not to have any problems. So uh, there is a female pledge master, and, and Benjamin is the male pledge master. So we see the ins and outs of that pledging process that, that takes about six weeks. We also um, go through and look through his eyes, uh, the different, you know, college experience, whether it be in class or at the college parties or at some of the, the bars uh, that existed, some that still do and some that uh, existed back in that time period. We see him um, go and, and experience college life as, as it should be experienced. Um, at the end of the book, there was something called the, the Greek Olympics or the Greek Games, and that's where this book uh, gets its title from and we see that he plays an integral role in these Greek, Greek Olympics. The Greek Olympics is something that the school has every year for the Greek population, for the fraternity population, the different games. And at the end, um, one of the fraternities and sororities uh, wins the first place of the trophy. So we see that whole um, experience that Benjamin goes through at near the end of the book. Um, again, that's where they we get the name for it for those who just tuned in our guest today is author jeffrey zeppelowitz the book is called greek games available in paperback and kindle we urge all of our listeners to purchase this book a lot of the locations in the book are in the western new york area little plug here western new yorkers love their traditions and the ampole legal 
newspaper has been writing about Polish-American traditions and events for over 50 years. In fact, they had an article on this book uh, a week ago. News and features from a Polish-American perspective can be found in this weekly newspaper, as well as recipes and a calendar of events. Don't miss out on the next cultural presentation or polka dance by reading the Ampol Legal. The Ampol Legal is available in many Tops and Wegman stores. For home delivery, call 716-835-9454. That's 716-835-9454 to have the latest news from Poland and Polonia in your mailbox each week. I'd like uh, to uh, mention our uh, past guests. We've received calls regarding marketing and communications executive from Burlington, Ontario, Christina Shea, and famous Canadian chef Patrick Wise. Coming up, we're going to have a um, well-known painter from uh, Muskoka, Ontario, D.A. Dunford, will be a guest on this program. A little bit more information about Jeffrey Zeplowitz. From Hollywood to Washington, D.C. to Albany, New York, Jeffrey has worked with a number of consultants, executive directors, managers, and publicists on a variety of projects. He is past chairman of the Museum of Disability History's Night of a Thousand Stars event, which had raised almost $20,000 for the museum, and is also a member of the Amherst Lodge 981F and AM in the Forum Club. Jeffrey was also a crew member on the Woodstock Film Festival and the Tribeca Film Festival. Author Jeffrey Zeplowitz. The book is called Greek Games, and it's available at this time. Let's talk about, in this book, about two former members of the German High Command, now fugitive Nazi war criminals. Tell us about that author, Jeffrey Zeplowitz. So, well, I don't like to give away the plot too much. Uh, I will say because these uh, two names are brought up fairly early in the book. So the, the first character is named Heinrich Müller, and he was the head of the Gestapo. Um, I believe he's also uh, Adolf Eichmann's boss. I might have that reversed. Um, Adolf Eichmann was the one who uh, helped with the final solution, the, uh, the elimination of the Jews during the Holocaust. Uh, Heinrich uh, Muller and the other individual, uh, Martin Borman, who was the secretary to Adolf Hitler and had a very big position with him, and, and some people claim that uh, he had Hitler's ear. He also lived, uh, he had a house uh, right below Purchase uh, Garden, right below the Eagle's Nest uh, in over Salzburg um, during the war. So he was very, very close and helped the construction of those two buildings for Hitler. So Hitler was um, very appreciative of that, of Martin Foreman. So both these individuals were never found. They, their bodies were never found. There was some rumor that they were killed in 1945, or perhaps the Soviets uh, ended up um, capturing them. But those two uh, individuals have never been, uh, have never been found. We, we don't know what happened to them. Uh, in the end. So those two characters are very prominently uh, in this book. Very good. 
Now, also in the book, uh, we learn of ID searches conducted on subjects known, unknown at an upstate New York police station. Let's, let's talk about these ID searches. What is this based on? Why are you concerned? Are you concerned uh, a bit about uh, privacy and safety of people in general? Is that why you talk about that? Well, basically, uh, in, the, excuse me, in the 1980s, again, we, you know, there was, a, I think, a basic form of, of the Internet, um, but we didn't have uh, no Microsoft Windows. There was no, uh, you know, World Wide Web exactly that we have today. So um, at that time, it was very limited for doing the ID searches, and I, I believe the the DMV uh, came around uh, nationally. I, I don't know how long it actually had, had been here, but I, I think it was sort of starting off as far as where you could put in an ID and, and if the uh, person was in that area or in a different state that you could locate them. Uh, they coded the DNA uh, system that everybody talks about on the, on the different crime shows now. That basically was just beginning back in that time period. So DNA and CODIS has been featured in the book as well. And this was a way how when these fingerprint searches went through the computer, it wasn't found in that um, in that computer system, only in this military system, because at that time they somehow had fingerprints of Martin Borman and Heinrich Miller. Now, that police station that you brought up um, in the book is featured as the Amherst Police Station, mm-hmm. and the town of Amherst, along with various municipal buildings, are also featured in this because they all have some um, some part of the novel. They, they, they play a part here that the reader will find out uh, later on in the story. But um, the town of Amherst, uh, I... I grew up here, I'm very fond of, and I portrayed it in, in a very detailed way about explaining how it began. I talked a little bit about Lord Jeffrey Amherst and, and the, you know, the geographical background of it and, and the commercial aspect of it back in that time period because there's a lot of restaurants and a lot of businesses that aren't even around anymore that are featured in this book because... Um, that was a, a big thing back then. The the malls, the restaurants, the music, um, the way people dress, the, the cars people drive. That was a big thing back in the 1980s, and I tried to create that that same flavor of uh, that's in this book. For those who just tuned in, our guest today is author Jeffrey Zeplowitz. The book is Greek Games. Much of this book takes place in. Amherst, New York, and Western New York, so it's a good read. Jeffrey is a native of Western New York from a prominent family. If you're listening in Cheektowaga, Montreal, or Manhattan, drop us a note. We'd like to hear from you. Please write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Buffalo, New York, 14226. We always read cards and letters from our Canadian and European listeners. A little bit more information about uh, Jeffrey Zeplowitz. 
in 2018, Jeffrey became Amherst's newest town clerk and hit the ground running with new initiatives and ideas for the office. In 2020, Jeffrey went back to his roots and began working again with National Survey Research Group, which he serves again as vice president for the company. Now, in the book, we learn a little bit about information being bounced over to a secret Pentagon computer. Uh, as an author, do you see sort of a realis- realistic touch on this, that you have fear of confidential information going to Washington and people looking into people's private lives? I, I think the information, um, and again, it's a lot more complicated now than, than it was, but uh, back then I think people had just you know, basic driver's information, um, maybe a little bit about people's background. But, you know, nowadays I can, you know, find information about, you know, the reading habits, the viewing habits. Um, there, there's all kinds of information on the Internet. You could even go to various uh, government websites and look up a name, see that they own property, see when they bought the property. So I don't think you could say that really people have privacy anymore. It's just, there's just so much information out there, uh, so many different lists out there um, that I, I think those days are gone. But, uh, you know, back in the 1980s, um, computers were really getting to be, you know, starting out and, and getting further along, heading in the direction where, where we see it now. But in those early days, I think it was more of this, uh, you know, roll tape that they used to put in the machines and these small computers you have at your house would have been the size of a of a car back in that period of time. And, uh, yeah, I, I think certainly things have changed. This, this, this spy novel I wrote is not a, you know, James Bond, shoot him up, bang, bang. This is, I try to do my research and, and, and try to make this a very realistic um a realistic book. Uh, some of the parts I have about uh, Cyclops and, and her Mossad unit, I, I know for a fact that when Mossad does go on a, an operation, they might have 15 or 20 people on that on that operation. It's not, you know, James Bond uh, rappelling down the side of a mountain and, and shooting up all the bad guys. It's not, that's not realistic. Now, another um, part of the book uh, talks about the these different searches uh, for suspects by members of the Mossad, FBI, KGB, West German intelligence, and it's uh, descending on a large bedroom community in Amherst, New York, where we're taping this show. Uh, how serious do you see of these intelligence agencies invading a small community like the town of Amherst? Well, I, I think if there's ever something that pops up, some thing of interest then I'm sure and we probably would never know anything about it but I'm sure there are times when the different intelligence services are out and about in, in different uh, you know areas of the world whether it be a small bedroom community like Amherst or you know a metropolis like New York City if I, I think you know it all depends on, on what's going on in the world and I know that um, sometimes these missions can uh, take them to, you know, areas like Dubai or, or 
um, some wartime area where they might um, want to do some intelligence work. But, uh, you know, some of this is also uh, poetic license, if you will. Um, whether there's actually been a spy service in Amherst, you know, who's to say? But uh, I think it, it, it's kind of an interesting book and very detailed book, as, as I've been told by, by some readers. But, um, you know, it's just, I, I think it, it moves along at a slower pace in the beginning and then kind of takes off once we see how the, uh, how the mission, you know, gets going. But, um, you know, it, it, like I said, it's a very, um, it's not a, a shoot 'em up, bang bang type of type of book. There's very little uh, violence or some wartime violence, but there is some explicit content, uh, some adult themes and adult language in it. So I, I do like to let the reader know that before they they take a read. Again, how can one, if they're listening in uh, Buffalo or Toronto or Northern Florida, buy this book? How does one purchase it? All they need to do is go to um, to Amazon, and they can type in Greek Games or add my name to it. I also have a, a Facebook page um, for Greek Games, so there is a, a, Q, a QR uh, code link that you can use with your phone, or you can just click on the link, uh, another link of the picture of the book, and that can take you uh, right to the Amazon site. and. You can purchase uh, purchase the book there. The paperback again is ten dollars, and the Kindle version is a dollar ninety-five. Again, please note the spelling of Jeffrey is J E F F E R Y. So when you type in a Google search on that, or you're looking, it's J E F F E R Y Zeplowitz. Uh, you write about Washington, D.C., Israel, wartime visages of Poland and neutral Sweden. Let's talk a little bit more about that, author Jeffrey Zeplowitz. So I, I enjoyed those particular chapters of the book. So, um, again, some of this, uh, the novel takes place in, in Albany, in the state capital, where our, spy, uh, our Israeli spy Cyclops actually uh, worked. Mm-hmm. In the state legislature. Uh, another chapter takes place in West Hollywood at the right. famed Chateau Marmont Hotel on Sunset Boulevard. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. I also went back to the 1980s to uh, New York City mm-hmm. to the uh, CBGB's uh, club mm-hmm. and um, Alberto's Clam House. Uh, so part of that book takes place in those areas as well. So I, I try to you know, not just make it localized to Amherst and Buffalo, but to have some other scenes from around the world um, that had some of our characters in it, and part of the plot of the book takes place there. Okay. Uh, just a little bit more information about uh, this book. In late 2023, Jeffrey Zeplowitz released his first novel on Amazon Books titled Greek Games, which is a spy thriller novel set in the city of Buffalo and town of Amherst and is centered around some of its most popular neighborhoods, businesses, and municipal buildings. The book is mainly set in 1980s Buffalo and Amherst, while throughout the story the character also travel the streets of Manhattan, Albany, West Hollywood, Israel, and the wartime visages of Poland and neutral Sweden. If you have any thoughts or comments, you can like, write to Brian Rusk, Bet 1520, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200,
Buffalo, New York, 14226. Special thanks to Kevin Carr, Director of Production for the past 15 years. And thank you to Jeffrey Zeplowitz, author of Greek Games, for enlightening us about his new novel. Have a great week. You've been listening to The Rust Report, a program that takes an inside look at the Western New York community with news, features, and special guests. If you have any comments or suggestions, please write to Brian Rusk, 500 Corporate Parkway, Suite 200, Amherst, New York, 14226. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.